so the conclusion yesterday of the idea that we're learning about chapter 20. At the end of chapter 19, we were learning about how Havaya, the name of Hashem Hayukivavke, expresses Hashem's oneness, and Shem Alekim, the opposite, expresses the multitude of creations and various multitudes. It's a similar multitude of divine energies that animate these these creations, and Midian, the clip of Midian, which is about about discord and separation, it fights against Yudkevavke. It could handle Shemulakim. It's not against Shemulakim. It's against Havaya. Why is it against Havaya? Because Havaya is about expressing the oneness and the unity of Hashem and in creation, and Shemulakim is, is built on on separation and division. Debra Hashab gives an analogy about Havaya and Elikim. Havaya and Elikim are the parable and the analog. There's a teacher who wants to convey an idea, and he uses a parable to explain, to explain this idea, to explain this uh, analog. So in the mind of the student, first you have the analog, the, I'm sorry, the parable, and with the parable, eventually the student goes deeper and discovers the inner meaning of the parable. He gets to the analog. But in the mind of the teacher, the parable and the analog are the same. The, the teacher knows, while he's saying the parable, what the parable is meant to portray. While he's saying the parable, he's totally in touch with the concept he wants to give over through this parable. So it's not like he's first giving over a parable and later he's going to go to the idea. That's what he's conveying to the student. When the teacher's mind, while you're saying the parable, the parable is not, parable is not, is not a separation from him and the idea. In a similar way, um, when Hashem, Hashem's light animates all kinds of creatures in this world, it's not that a, there is some kind of a um, separation from Hashem and he sees the world as being in a state of, of separation. We see the world in a state of separation. And we need to look past the veil and say, no, that the Eibishter made, made the world. But from Hashem's perspective, the tzimtzum, the concealment of godliness that Shemul Akim creates, is not really a concealment. Why isn't it a concealment? So Chassidus says, because since Hashem is the author of the parable, just like the teacher is, so the, 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 the concealment isn't a concealment. It's also like the halacha. Halacha is you're not allowed to use your hand as a yamlaka. Why can't you use your hand as a yamlaka? Because your hand is part of you. So since your hand is part of you, so it's not considered a covering. It's you. Since Hashem made the name Elikim, since Hashem is the one who is causing the concealment, it's not concealment for Hashem. It's only concealment for us, but He is the one who made the concealment. Both His revelation, Havaya, and His concealment, Elikim, are both godly forces, both, both His own forces. And therefore, it's not, a, it's not, it's not dark for Him. As the Pasuk says, Darkness is not dark for you. So, Havai and Elkim aren't really distinct, aren't really separate. They're both godly. They're both, there's a godly power that reveals Hashem's infinity, and there's a godly power that reveals Hashem's power to hide Himself, Hashem's power to contract His light. That power to contract His light is like Havai, it's also a godly expression, it's an expression of Hashem's power. Hashem is revealed in His infinite light, 
And also, there's a way to see Hashem's infinite light in creation as well. The fact that there's so many different kinds of creatures in this world, that itself indicates the infinite power that, that created them. The, the manifold kinds of creatures and amount of creatures it is itself an expression of Hashem's infinity. So, when you're looking at it from the, this world's perspective, there's a lakim, there's a concealment. And you have to look deeper and say, no, it comes from, it comes from Hashem's infinite light. But if looking at it from a deeper way, way it's, it's, it, from the perspective of the one who authored the parable, the one who made the simsum, this world is an expression of his infinite light. As, as Hashem's, just like Hashem's light itself is an expression of Hashem's infinity, this world is also an expression of Hashem's infinity. That's the meaning of the words Hashem hu elikim. Hashem is elikim. That elikim is not, a, is not a concealment for Hashem. It's an expression of Hashem. It's kind of like saying this. You need glasses sunglasses, let's say, to look at the sun. You can't look at the sun without the sunglasses. For you, looking at the sun without the sunglasses, is, it's, it blinds you. It, the, the sunlight is blinding. It's not, re, it's not a revelation of the sun. The sunglasses allow you to, to see the sun's light. So that you're able to withstand light of the sun through the sunglasses. But it's more than that. Imagine saying this. Imagine saying that, this, that the glasses themselves are a production of the light itself. The glasses were created by the light. Now that doesn't, in the analogy, uh, doesn't work that way. But that's how it is in Hashem, with Hashem's name, Elohim. Hashem's contraction of light is, expression, is an expression of his infinity. Only because he is infinite can he create a multitude of creations. It's not that the sunglasses can withstand the light. It's more, if you go deeper, the glasses, the concealment itself, is an expression of Hashem's infinity. It's part of the light itself. It's part of the light itself. It is the light. It is the light. Right, right. Okay. So with that... Glasses, you remove them, you burn the ice, that's what's wrong. In the case of the contraction, that's how you can go through it. You can, you know, you could see. The is to see more light. Right. Because the light is there. Because the light's there. So, so the goal over here is to get to the unity of the Jewish people and to see how there is a unity in creation itself. And the unity comes from Shemavaya. Let's go inside the Mayim. Perikhoff. This is the difference between the name Avai and the name Elikim. The Emes Avai Elikim Kulcha. The truth is Avai and Elikim are one. The Shem Elikim means Tzok Ma'ushkem Hashem Avai. Hashem's name of concealment, Hashem's name of Elikim, is also infinite. Just like Hashem Avai is. Since it's also infinite, it's also a godly, divine power. It's not. A, it's not. Doesn't hide on Hashem's name Yukevavke. Even the creations that were brought into existence through Hashem's name, Elohim, they are truly in a state of oneness. Although they have been created through Hashem, Elohim, their, their, their true definition is oneness. Hashem, Elohim accomplishes that we see the distinction between one creature and another. And he is the Vrayim because Ribi Pratim is Chalak Lakhulu. Shemalakim causes us to see many kinds of creatures. The Be'em is always God's Kness Ribi Pratim Shabbatsmas. The different kinds of creatures that we see in Shemalakim, that Shemalakim produces, that itself is an expression of Hashem's infinity. Because Hashem is infinite, that's why He created a multitude of creations. So Shemalakim is revealing all of the different uh, potential that Hashem's infinite light has. You see Hashem's infinite light in the many creations that are, that are there. 
doesn't make sense. How come there is an infinite amount of creatures in the world? Since they're limited beings, there should have been a limit to how many creatures there are. There should have been a specific number. How come there's so many creations without any number, without any limit? How can there be an infinite amount of created beings? It doesn't make sense. It mathematically doesn't make sense. Either it's a limited amount of creatures, or it's an infinite amount of infinite beings. But an infinite amount of limited beings is, is a contradiction in terms. So this, this phenomenon that we see an infinite amount of creatures is an expression of Hashem's infinity. Because Hashem is perfect, He is not only infinite light, He also contains within Him the potential to create an infinite amount of creatures. As, as Hashem's light is without Elohim, all there is is an expression of Hashem's infinity. You don't see the multitude of creation. You just see the oneness of Hashem and His infinite light. All you see is Him. As Hashem is before creation, you see an expression of Hashem's infinity in His light, and you, you, you don't see um, a multitude of creations. You don't see a unity of creations. You see just Hashem is one. That's all you see. You can't say that Hashem contains many details. There are no details in Hashem. There are no details in Hashem's light either. Rather, Hashem is one singular being who is not complex. He's not made of many elements. All there is is His infinite light. He's not made of many things. But you cannot say that because He is one and He is alone, there can't be a multitude coming from him. You cannot say, you might want to think, oh, if Hashem is one, so then the, a multitude of creations can't come from him. But the opposite is true. Because Hashem is perfect, so then you can't limit Hashem to only being beyond, limit, beyond division. If Hashem wasn't perfect, then you could say, okay, Hashem, he is infinite, he is beyond, he is higher but because Hashem is perfect, you have to say He also has a potential to create a multitude. Because there is a perfection. In, because of perfection, He has to have both the ability to have unity and the ability to create a multitude of creatures as well. Because He's perfect, you can't just say He's transcendent and infinite. You also have to say He's able to produce a multitude. And this is all, and yet, although Hashem can produce a multitude, it doesn't contradict His oneness. So Hashem is able to create a multitude of creatures, and yet they remain completely alone. That's what perfection means. Perfection means you're not just in one area, you're in all areas. If you're only in one area, then you're not perfect. Perfection means you're able to um, have, perfe- have, have the virtue of everything. In Hashem, the multitude and the unity aren't diametrically opposed. It's not that Hashem is two opposing forces. There is a force of multitude and there's a force of oneness. Rather, in Hashem, the ability of, of making a multitude amount of creatures 
and the ability of being one and alone are the same, it's the same thing. Because Hashem's perfection, He is both able to create a multitude of creations, and at the same time, He's completely alone. And it, it, to our ears, it's, it's, it doesn't make any sense, because these are two different forces. One is a force to create a multitude of creations, and one is, is His oneness. Our minds can't comprehend this. How can these two opposite things come together? About this, the Torah says, King Solomon says, If I would know him, I would be him. Because Hashem is perfect, therefore logic says he must be able to create a multitude of creations. But um, we, we were learning another angle to this, and the, what we were learning was this, that as, as Rabbi Shab says elsewhere, that because Hashem has no definition specifically, that's why He's able to create a multitude of creations. Because He is, because he is one, because He is not limited at all, therefore He's able to create a, a multitude. It's, it's because of His oneness that, that He's able to create a multitude. Um, but here the Rabbi Shab is saying that, that, that to, our, to a human mind is a contradiction. It can't be the same force as both the multitude and, and singular. Um, I'm not sure what exactly is the um, part that's beyond logical, what part is logical. Because to my mind it seems because he has no definition, therefore he can create a multitude of creations. Because he is, because he is one, because he's singular, therefore, as he said, Rashab says elsewhere, that's why he can create all kinds of creatures. But um, here the Rabbi is saying that, no, it's, 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 a, it's not logical. It's not logical that the same force could be both a multitude and yet be one. But we're not saying that it's really a multitude. In other words, we're not saying in Hashem himself there is a multitude of creations. We're just saying there's a potential to create a multitude of creations. So I'm not sure what the, what the part is that's beyond logic over here. But um, that's what the Rabbi is saying. That there is a the, the multitude and oneness doesn't doesn't seem to maybe in creation itself maybe in creation I can understand it to say in creation itself that this is a pervasive oneness of Hashem all it is is Hashem's oneness that's beyond human mind that's beyond our, our understanding maybe this, to say that this reality that we're in that we see a multitude of creations and to know that this is not the way it looks and all it is is expression of Hashem's oneness that may be um, that, that, that that may be harder harder for your mind to grasp um, but as it is in Hashem's light. I don't see why that's such a contradiction. Um, I don't know. Uh, so it comes out there's two things. There are two potentials within Hashem's essence. First of all, Hashem's ability to create a multiplicity, His ability to create a multiple, many, many creations. And yet, all of these multiple creations that He will make are all in a state of absolute oneness. That is what the function of Havai and Elkim are about, to reveal Hashem's oneness and to reveal Hashem's power to create a, to create, um, uh, a multitude amount of, a multitude of creations. The Shem Elkim reveals the multiplicity in creation. To create the, the multitude of creations is a product of Shem Elkim. Because of Shem Elokim, there are all different kinds of creatures. The name of Hashem Havaya reveals the oneness in creation. Because Hashem is 
Shemavai reveals that all the different creations that were made, all the billions and infinite amount of creations that were made, they all unite, they all are one singular being. All the many details are all oneness. Shemavai reveals the oneness that is in Hashem's essence is also true in creation. That Hashem's oneness isn't just in, in His essence, but Hashem's oneness is also in creation as well. So Shem Elikim reveals how Hashem could create a multitude of creations. And Shem reveals how Hashem is one. That although there's many creations made, but they're all one singular being. They're not really, there's not really a multitude. It's all an expression of Him. This will help us understand something else. Whenever we say Shema, we say Hashem is Echot. There's different ways of saying Echot. Echot means one, but when you say the word one, that doesn't negate the possibility of there being two. A better word to describe Hashem would have been the word unique, Yachit. Hashem is unique. Why do we say Hashem is one in chapter 20? We're, we're by the oneness of Hashem. Isn't that a great place to be? We're submerged in the oneness of Hashem. We're like the fish in the sea. So we want to understand as fish in the sea, we want to know what, in the per- what is the purpose of saying every day in diving Hashem is one. Why do we say Hashem is unique? Saying one means that there could be a second one, but there is no second one. So let's say Hashem is yachid. The word yachid is a better word to describe oneness than echad. Echad means one, but it doesn't negate the possibility of a second. Yachid means unique. When you say something is unique, there can't be a second. When we say Hashem is echad, we mean actually yachid. We say Hashem is echad, we mean He is unique. That's what we mean. As the Torah says, there is a one, and with Him there is no other. Hashem is not like the regular usage of the term one, where there could be a second. Rather, when we say Hashem is one, we mean there can't be any second. And translating this in in content, in, in the theme of Hashem being one means that there's no second. There's not only that there's no other God besides Hashem, but there's no other details. There are no details. All there is is Him. When we say Hashem is one, we're not just saying that there's one superpower. We're not just saying that all of creation is part of, is created by one being. There's many creations created by one being. So goes on. When you say Hashem is one, we actually mean that Hashem is alone. That there is no creation. We want to say, what would the word Yachem mean? Yachem would mean that all there is is Him. So when we say Hashem Echad, we want to say that even in the world that He made, that, that truth still is still there. We want to convey the truth of Hashem's oneness before creation, we want to say that that's true now as well. In a world where there is a multitude of creations, don't think that there's a multitude of creations aside from Him. They're outside of Him. Or they're inside. They're, all there is, is Him. Since all these details of creation are, what are they? They're an expression of God's essence, that God can create a multitude of creations, and God's expression of multiple, God's ability to create a multitude is the same as his oneness, as we learned earlier, that Hashem's oneness and his, and his ability to create a multitude of creations is 
is they, th- these two powers aren't two, they're really one. So it comes out that the multitude of creations in the world are all part of his oneness. Shemavai reveals the oneness in God's essence. Am I saying anything in English? Not really, right? Chaim, Chaim. Let me say it this way. There is Hashem's truth as it is above creation. When we say Hashem Echot, we want to say that truth exists now as well. Adrasak Hashem, before He created the world, there was no creations, all there was is Him. So too, in the multitude of creations that Hashem made, the, the pervading reality really is still the same. All there is is Him. We say Hashem Echot, not Hashem Yachet, because we want to explain, we want to express that even in these details that Hashem has made, the truth, that truth is still the same. The truth hasn't changed because Hashem made the world. All of these creations are still are an expression of Hashem's oneness, of a, because Hashem's ability to create a multitude and Hashem's oneness are the same, it's the same entity. Hashem's oneness and His ability to create a multitude is, is the same power, it's the same force. So the multitude of creations, what are they really? They are an expression of Hashem's, Hashem's ability to create a multitude, and which is the same thing as Hashem's singularity. And we said before, we can't understand how, how there could be a singularity and multitude at the same time. Our mind doesn't work that way. Either it's, it's, either it's multitude or it's singular. But that's the fact. The fact is that Hashem is perfect. Because he's perfect, he's not only alone, not only is he singular, he also creates a multitude. So there is this truth as it is before creation. We say, Hashem Echad, we want to say that this truth is the same as now as well. That all these multitude of creations, what are they really? They're an expression of Hashem's ability to create a multitude. They're an expression of Hashem's perfection. An expression of Hashem's oneness. If we, if we would have said Hashem is unique, we wouldn't know we're talking about the details in creation. If we would just say Hashem is Yachid, we might think we're talking about the way Hashem is in His essence, not the way Hashem is in this world. And that's why we specifically say Hashem is one, not unique. Even though Hashem has made so many emanations and so many creations, so many different levels, they all unite and they're all one within His name. They all are really an expression of his oneness. Kitzer, in short, we learn today is like this. Because Hashem is perfect, he has the potential to create a multitude of creations. And yet, this ability to, of Hashem to create a multitude, that is the same as his oneness. This ability is, is in a state of absolute oneness in Hashem. It's not that there's a many creations within Hashem. And they unite. Hashem is singular. And Hashem's ability to create a multitude and Hashem's singularity are the same. His ribui and his yichud are one. And so too in creation as well, Hashem is, even though Hashem makes, makes a multitude of creations, they're all in a state of yichud. So, Shem Elokim What's the purpose of Shem Elokim? To reveal Hashem's ability to create a multitude of creations. What's the purpose of Shem 
to reveal the oneness of Hashem. When we say Hashem is one, we actually mean that Hashem is unique, that all there is is Him. Not that there is one superpower, not that there is uh, one creator, all there is is Him. We say Hashem Echad, we mean that all there is is Him. If, we, if that's what we, what we mean, why don't we say Hashem is unique? Because we want to express that even the physical reality as it is, it's also an expression of His singularity. It's also His, multipl- his ability to create multiplicity is an expression of His oneness as well. So let's, let's bring this down a little bit. L'chaim, l'chaim. Let's, let's talk about Zev Kessler and make Zev Kessler feel self-conscious for a second. Um, Rabbi Parcher was once in the middle of davening and uh, Rabbi Hashab sent a shliach to Rabbi Parcher and said to him, uh, the Tzemach sent a messenger to Rabbi Parcher and said to him, you have a mistake in Echad. You're saying Hashem Echad, but you got it off. You got it off. It's very subtle. Um, the, the concepts we're learning very deep, very profound. We can't make a mistake of what we're talking about. Because this is uh, we're talk- we're, we're, this is the pivotal this is the center of of of, of, of Judaism. The Mitzvah Rebbe said that uh, just like it says in the Gemara that if you don't put on film one day, you are considered someone who is um, rebelling against God with your body. The Mitzvah Rebbe said if you don't think about the oneness of Hashem every day, you're rebelling against God with your soul. It's something every day they were, we're supposed to say Hashem uh, we're supposed to say Shema many times a day to instill in ourselves this truth of Hashem Echad. So what do we learn today? What does it mean Hashem, what does it mean Hashem Echad? Hashem Echad means that all there is is Him. That all the multitude of creations that we see, the expression of Hashem's oneness, the expression of Hashem's singularity. Because He is perfect, He created a multitude of creations. Um, that's, where, that's where we're meant to go, I think. You want to go there? You with me? So this is true in Pico and in Wilshire, in Montgomery Street, in Massachusetts. Havai Echad. Okay, let's continue. Let's continue this throughout the day. L'chaim. Uh, first, 